How would you define a student? There are various definitions for it, but one is it's a person who takes interest in a particular subject. I think God wants us to be students of people. And as we study people and we come to see who they are and how they are, it will help us as we try to interact with them and and form good relationships. I have found several things about people that may be helpful. Number one, I've found that most people want love and attention, so be empathetic with them. I have found also that most people have the capacity to do the right thing, believe it or not. I have found that most people will respond to kind and respectful interaction, but you need to remember to be patient. I have found that most people can, at least sometimes, be misunderstood, so give people the benefit of the doubt. I have learned that most people behave poorer when they're having a bad day or a bad month. I've learned that most people are not out to get you, so avoid paranoia. I have learned that most people are open to doing the right thing, whether or not they ultimately do it. I've learned that most people are struggling with the same fundamental problems and fears, however they seem to present themselves to you on the outside. I have learned that most people can learn to be team players, even though they may need to be coached. And I have learned that most people value the idea of community, whatever their generation. So as you study people, come to know as much as you can about them so that you can help them and have more opportunity to be of service to God with them. You ever study the ten plagues closely and what God did in those plagues? How he showed his power over the rival gods of the Egyptians? Number one, the river Nile was turned to blood in Exodus seven twenty through 25 The Egyptian priests held blood in reverence and worshipped the Nile River, and this disgraced their deity. Number two was the plague of frogs in Exodus 8, 5 through 14 Frogs were consecrated to their deity, Osiris, and was the symbol of inspiration. They were punished by being bombarded and infested with these frogs everywhere. Number three was the plague of lice in Exodus eight sixteen through 18 Even though they tried to be very clean externally, especially their priests, uh, they were abominable in their idolatries. And so they tried to guard against lice in their garments, but this plague must have overwhelmed these priests with disgrace. Number four was the plague of flies in Exodus eight twenty through 24 The Egyptians worshipped several deities whose work was to drive away flies. And Beelzebub, or Beelzebul, uh, the god of Ekron, was a fly deity for them. Number five was the moraine of cattle in Exodus 9, 3 through 6. The Egyptians revered many beasts, but especially the ox, the heifer, and the ram. The soul of their god Osiris was believed to reside in the body of the bull Apis. But Osiris or the other gods, none of them could save these beasts from fatal disease. Number six was the plague of boils in Exodus 9, 8 through 11. The Egyptians had a lot of medical deities that they sac- uh, to whom they sacrificed human beings regularly, burnt them alive on a high altar, and the ashes were cast into the air so that with every scattered ash a blessing might descend. Well, Moses took ashes from the furnace, cast them into the air, and the result was cursings on their priests, people, and beasts through these tormenting boils that shamed their medical deities. 
Number seven was the plague of hail. In Exodus 9, 22 through 26, Egypt's gods of nature were helpless when Israel's god, through an act of nature, spoiled much of the land's food. And then number eight was the plague of locusts in Exodus 10, 12 through 19, which went all over the land to devour their herbs and fruits that were spared by the hail. And then number nine, the plague of darkness in Exodus 10, 21 through 23, the Egyptians worshiped darkness as the origin of their gods. Orpheus, an ancient pagan writer, said, I will sing of night, the parent of gods, and men, the origin of all things. They experienced terrible darkness, and their gods were powerless to prevent it or end it, all while the Israelites enjoyed light in all their dwellings. Can you imagine? And then number 10, and finally, the plague of the firstborn in Exodus 12, 29, and 30. There were two reasons for this plague. Number one, Pharaoh himself was considered a god, and his firstborn son, in exceeding him to the throne, succeeded him as deity in the people's eyes. Because of this plague, one of Egypt's gods died before their eyes. This plague was also to avenge the cruelties that Egypt perpetrated on Israel, and that's the bottom line. God did these miracles to show there's no God like Jehovah, no God like him.